Hello, everyone. Welcome to From Nowhere to Nothing, Ontological Oxymorons. I'm your host, Joel Bouchard, a doctoral student in psychology. And with me today is Mr. Norman Gayford, a professor of English and philosophy. With the Thanksgiving holiday coming and going, we're supposed to reflect on what we are grateful for. Oftentimes, we fall short of this accomplishment on the holiday dedicated to it, much less in everyday life. Keen listeners will note that we have done an episode on gratefulness already. In that episode, we look at some of its effective elements, while today, we'll take a broader approach to the topic. There will certainly be some overlap, but our hope is that the episodes will be complementary in nature rather than redundant. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's funny because we're doing essentially the same thing from two years ago. I looked at the uh, the episode, um, the date, mm-hmm. and it was Thanksgiving of 2020. <laughs> we did the episode on on gratefulness. Okay. So, um, same thought process sort of crossed our mind. We thought, well, this is the time of year where you're supposed to be. I think that I think it's 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 actually good that we inadvertently found our way back to it because I think it indicates something about how we see life. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it's funny because, um, when we opened that episode, you know, I, (laughs) I didn't figure out until after we had talked about it and I had written the show notes and then I went to save them. And as I was typing in the word, uh, gratitude, I see gratitude pop up and I go, uh oh. <laughs> so I look through the notes, I go, oh, we did do it already. Um, and I looked at some of the notes and I said, oh, okay, well, it looks like we we explored, you know, a, a different range of topics from what I was, we're going to look at. So we can do yeah. two of them. Yeah. And then I listened to the episode um, this morning and I go, oh, wow, we covered, we covered a lot of ground. We did a good job with that episode. And um, I'm, I'm hoping, like I said in the intro, I'm hoping they'll be complimentary. So if you listen to this one, if you go back and listen to the gratitude episode, um, you'll get a fuller picture of, of the of the concept rather than hearing the same thing twice. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, what struck me about that is we opened up the episode um, talking about how difficult it was to be grateful at the time because we were at the height of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So there, you couldn't really go and spend time with your family, and you know people were. Uh, losing their jobs, you know, being sick. Uh, there's there's a lot going on um, in society as a whole. Now, you know, two years later, um, some normality has returned in some aspects of life. But I think that the highlight is that there's always some adversity out there. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter really um, what's going on? Is, there's always something going on in society at large um, that is perceived as um, an existential threat of some kind, whether it's the economy or an invading, you know, a, a war or a pandemic or whatever it is. But, yes, well, well said. And not to trivialize it at all, but that's why Marvel movies work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because hardly ever do the villains get absolutely defeated. Right, they come in. Yeah. And if they do get get defeated, there's new villains. And that's mm-hmm. that's just adversity. It's life, it's, right? It's yeah. life in general. So there's that societal scope of it, and then there's the the individual side of it too. Um, and I think that one is a little different, right? In society, you know, maybe you know we can blame the news cycle or we can blame whatever, but there's there's always something going on that that can cause you to um, feel some sort of stress that takes your mind off of being grateful for things you have yeah. in your individual life. Um, I think it depends on your circumstances and on your mindset and things. But I think that for a lot of people, there might be stretches of time where you just perceive things as being normal and then events will be sprinkled in that will cause you great stress or cause you to be grateful. Yeah. I think that there's a lot more up and down rather than just down I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that, well, I was talking to my wife about this 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 morning. Uh, We were, you know, not rehashing the news, but we were trying to take things in and and then what she's doing today and what I'm doing today. And I said to her that I have learned much more than I might have thought I would have at a much earlier time in my life, that 
we need to treat today as if it were the last one. Hmm. And that in itself uncorks gratefulness. If, yeah. if you don't look at the people around you, you look at them and say, yeah, I'm awesome to see them. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I, I, I don't think I was ever at that particular point, but you can get inattentive and you, and you can get um, um, not in a rut, but in the ordinary habits of, of the day. And, if it, and we know all too well that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that um, I was in that place. And I think that it's not so much like a, um, a failure to be grateful as just a lack of perspective, right? Like, um, I was very fortunate throughout, um, the early portions of my life to have, um, grandparents and older people that lived very long. Yeah. Um, and so even though my parents were a little bit older and their parents were a little bit older, um, still I, you know, my grandparents all, you know, mostly lived into their 90s. Um, so none of them died until I was, you know, in my 20s or so. So up until my mid 20s, late 20s, like I hadn't really experienced um, death, right? Or, you know, that, that sense of loss. So it was like, so there was this sort of um, illusion that it's like, okay, well, things are just, this is just the way things are, right? Mm-hmm. And you have that. Um, intellectual knowledge that things will change someday, but like the reality of it is impossible to fathom until you experience it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, a year ago, my dad died. Um, so thanks, Thanksgiving this year was actually the anniversary of that. And also, like our our cat died that we'd had for fourteen years and stuff over the year. So, um, you know, you experience things like that, and that those losses, right? I think that. You know, there's there's a couple ways that you you can deal with them on a, a psychological level, and I think the gratitude plays a big part in that, and and how um, how you recover from it, and how you sort of frame your frame of reference with it. So, um, and we'll 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 address some of that. We again, we talked about a lot of those aspects of it um, in the in the previous gratefulness yeah. episode, yeah. So with gratitude, we'll we'll surely talk about them again because, like we, you and I were saying before the episode started, um, although we're going to address some different topics and some different perspectives on it, there are some things that we'll revisit um, with a new perspective and with, um, you know, possibly uh, you know revisiting them to, to see if our the conclusions we came to might be a little bit different. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, would do you do you think we should re? define gratitude again do you think that we've i don't uh, i think just a quick refresher it used to mean thank initially in latin in old latin it it meant uh, thankful or pleasing by medieval time it became goodwill Um, so there's a transformation there and i'm not sure that we talked about that no, I don't think the, we did. The last time that I think is a nuanced but important um, development because mm-hmm. goodwill is a much broader uh, concept than than the more individualized idea of thankfulness, which is more like gratefulness. And 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 gratitude becomes a um, it it becomes a thing that I think that 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 Cicero talked about. Of saying it was the highest virtue, and all of the virtues emerge from it, hmm. and and so when it becomes goodwill, which is long past when Cicero was writing, but still when it when that becomes the accrued meaning, then that is the goodwill. Out of goodwill comes come many other things. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that 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 is important. To, to go over and we didn't talk about it last time we did talk about the difference between thankfulness and gratefulness so if we look at the etymology there um if it started out as thankfulness and then it changed into goodwill so what is changing there right um i think in our first episode we we came to the conclusion that um thankfulness is is sort of a um it's passive um, you can you can be thankful for something um, without having to 
do anything, right? Whereas gratefulness, you have to express gratitude to a benefactor. There is an activeness in it, yes, and and uh, and there's also something I don't, I didn't dwell on the last time, I, as to my memory, uh, which is the difference between the propositional, yeah, and the prepositional. And Stanford talks about that. A number of the encyclopedias and, and, and sources talk about that. And that's a larger, more formal kind of kind of issue. I mean, gratitude for X, Y, or Z, or gratitude to. And yeah. two is a preposition, you know, two from, you know, and, and the example, as you know, in the, in the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy is, is uh, something like, oh, well, I, I have, I am uh, grateful for, I have gratitude for finding gold in them, their hills, but, <laughs> but, but the hills weren't thinking about me. They weren't giving me a gift. There was no, there was no interactivity. Unless you become, unless you are not only a pantheist, which is fine, but that every single living thing has a has an intent, hmm. and I think that's an interesting view in too that we might get into. But but from a, a standard more Western view, uh, currently probably is it's it's different than I I'm I am I am thankful for being well. Okay, fine. Does anybody help me be well? Do I have goodwill toward people who are helping me accomplish that? Yeah, yeah. No, this is, um, I think that this is really going to be the, the linchpin of our conversation this time around, um, that, and that we didn't cover it last time, but I'm going to mm -hmm. save some of it for later until okay. we've set yep. the scene a little yep. bit more. Um, so we didn't talk last time about historical thought on gratitude, and there is a lot of philosophy on it. Do you want to kind of give us the, the cliff notes of <laughs> the philosophical <laughs> thought on uh, gratitude? Yeah, well, as you might expect, there's, this is not necessarily ent entirely chronological, but there are, there are orientations. So you can have the materialist orientation, grateful for stuff that I have, <laughs> or or a materialist in the sense of of the phenomenological encounter with the things that we see with our five senses that, that we experience with our five senses. But then there's a, a, a gratitude on a theological level or a spiritual level, which doesn't mean necessarily interacting with a super natural or om omniscient being, but which puts one in the position of thinking beyond the immediacy of life. And so there's, there, those are two uh, bookmarks, <laughs> bookends, so to speak. And within that, you have uh, the possibility of levels of gratitude, of goodwill that involve just oneself, and then move up the scale of one's immediates, whoever, whoever those are, or, or one's work, whatever that happens to be, and then upward through to the planetary level. And that, I'm really rushing it, but that's, that's essentially where it moves. When, when goodwill becomes part of what are your responsibilities to others what are your responsibilities as Kant talking about to the to the state and the state to you and these kind of conversations that we've had before uh, politics right what what are our responsibilities to the thing that holds us on uh, the, to gravity and the world that holds us on to what is our responsibility to this spaceship that we're flying at six sixty thousand miles an hour on yeah so again it's you know, if you if you boil that down and put it in a nutshell, it's it still is prepositional versus propositional it gratitude, is. It and is. it seems to be that that change happened. That changed relatively recently. That's fairly modern. Yeah. Um. And do you think that it, it relates back to the concept of gratitude, adding on that addition of goodwill, in a you know versus thankfulness? Because thankfulness does seem to be um propositional whereas goodwill seems to be prepositional wait did i get that right so yeah, yeah. so 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 prepositionals have gratitude to 
someone else for yes yes so Greta so uh, yeah yeah so goodwill the, seems were, yeah. yeah goodwill seems prepositional whereas thankfulness seems propositional right yeah. I can be thankful and again I think the example they use in Stanford second I can be thankful it didn't rain on my wedding day right, right. I'm going to a wedding later so I'm sure they're not going to want it to rain <laughs> but if I have goodwill it almost seems like you have to have goodwill towards somebody, it, something. It, 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 it is something that is intentional. Mm, yeah. It's, a tr- it's, it's more of a trained intention. Mm. And I think that's what uh, Aristotle was talking about. Is that, uh, we should be grateful not only to those with views we may agree, but also to those who have expressed more superficial views. Or they contribute to us by helping us develop our own thought. Now, that's, that's that's an intention. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I think that's something that's sort of surprising to hear from an ancient philosopher, mm-hmm. right? We, I think, we think of them as you well, you know, especially maybe not so much Aristotle, but but Socrates or somebody as the sort of spurning people who haven't thought deeply about something. Here, Aristotle saying. No, you know what? If somebody says something just off the cuff or on the surface level, that is still something to be grateful for because then it's it spurs your own thinking. And that is definitely true. You know, I think that you know it happens all the time with me where somebody will just say something and then it gets the wheels turning, right? Yes. You know, I, I think that my wife who she'll be on the show in a couple weeks to to talk about a topic that that is close to her, but um, she doesn't think of herself as being philosophical, right? But she, she is. Yeah. <laughs> but on a regular basis, she just says something off the cuff. And it's that, you know, I think that uh, th- there's the psychological element, right? This this sort of Jungian or Freudian um, idea that these things that we just say, um, not flippantly, but, but casually, um, there's a deeper meaning to them, right? There's a, there's this this idea that, or well, you might just be saying something and not thinking anything of it, but that that those verbalizations that you make are the result of something working in your subconscious that that caused you to say it, right? Indeed. So yeah. there is something to it, and Aristotle kind of picks up on that. That you know, well, hey, if somebody's just saying something, you know, even if it's not well thought out or well reasoned or just flat out wrong it still is something and that can cause us to think deeply about it and to sort of develop the topic or, or hone it and that and that goes back to Aristotle, from aristotle to plato to socrates socrates it, 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 yes and it is kind of surprising in that sense but uh, once more a lot of stuff comes out of those three four um, um, uh, the western view but then there's buddha the buddha who says that that um, gratitude is is based on integrity and and civility and and it's a rather patriarchal uh, you know, uh, filial piety of uh, the, the feeling of of family and then thinking of everything hmm. as family well that's that's different than the than the western view but it's still <sighs> There's a formality to it because it's based on the idea of integrity. And if we think of integrity, that's that's uh, consistently, uh, I think I would define it as, as consistently seeking the truth, even if it takes you places you don't want to go. Mm. And, and civility, which is treating people as you would be treated, <laughs> right? More or less, that's... that's really, uh, and that that is a trained thing. Yeah, and that's an interesting concept. Um, you know, this extrapolation of thinking of of everything as family. Because mm. that brings in I mean, if you think of the word relation, right? Well, somebody who's a relation to you is a, a family member, right? But then if you think about you know, a relationship, well, we that's, we yeah. have a relationship <laughs> with with everything on the planet, right? Okay, well, I'm walking on grass. What is grass? Well, grass feeds, you know, a cow that that feeds you or, you know, everything has this this re- everything's interconnected in a way that if you, you know, it's a, it's a stretch to sort of diffuse this word of family that way, but it's not 
it's not technically wrong if you're thinking of it as a relationship. But. No, it's not. And and the and that that suffix ship because uh, I was thinking the same. I was in the same place you were. So I was smiling. So you can have relations, but a relationship is a, a an aware or or becomes if if it. If it's not just static and then sort of the ship doesn't work, it, it's a process. It's a moving. It's a thinking about the grass you're stepping on or whatever it happens to be. And and that and that thing that Aristotle, that Aristotelian thought goes all the way up through people like uh, one of my my oldest friends. She loved Albert Schweitzer, and and he talks about that sometimes our spark goes out, and and we and we depend on others. Um, our relationships with others to relight that flame. What he doesn't say in that fairly simple quotation is that often, well, how, how does flame get lit? Usually with an explosion, hmm. uh, a, a, a chipping away so that we get a spark, hmm. right? There, there is a grating <laughs> yeah. of something, uh, whether cars, furnaces, or a fire in a camp. And and so there is collision. There, there, there is not smoothness that is part of relationship, and that is part of what we look towards with gratitude. Yeah, and this is, um, you know, I think that I think it's healthy for people to read mainstream philosophers and not agree with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because. Mm-hmm. That's like, I think we talked about a couple episodes ago. That's what the history of philosophy is, is somebody looking at a previous philosopher and saying, well, I don't agree with that. I'm going to try to think of a way of making it better. Right. Um, so in our, our Stanford encyclopedia of philosophy article on, on gratitude, there's a few things where I go, oh, I don't know if I agree with this. And one of them was, um, the context under which gratitude is necessary. And they said with friendship, right? Um, Well, with friendship, uh, you know, gratitude isn't always necessary because you, it's expected, right? If you are a friend, it's the exact same scenario that you just mentioned in that quote. If you have a friend um, and you end up in a hard place, it's sort of your friend's duty. There's that word again that we talked about a couple (laughs) weeks ago. It's sort of your friend's duty or responsibility um, to offer you aid to the best of their ability, you know, and that's, you know, that's just expected. If they don't do that, they're a fair weather friend. And so it's, they're not really a friend to begin with. Um, and that's an, and language reflects this, right? Cause we talked about this a few episodes, um, the, uh, hidden brain episode with, with the, the Dutch researcher who said, well, no, we don't use, we don't thank our close friends. That's, you know, it's, it's insulting, right? That's, a, it's overly formal, right? Um, but I think that your example of, of lighting the spark, right, is a good example. Your friend in, in helping you is still giving something of themselves, right? They're, 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 they're doing something, um, that is putting them, um, at the very least inconveniencing them. But in some cases, might be giving you a, a greater part of themselves or their finances or their time or whatever it is in order to help you out. So regardless of um, the preconceived notions of the responsibilities of friendship, it doesn't negate the fact that um, they're following through on those obligations and that that sort of, of help is something that you should be grateful for. Yes. And, and whether and 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 to access the Dutch example or how one <clears throat> is grateful or expresses gratitude, goodwill. Well, you were just, <clears throat> let's go to a really, really goofy, funny example for a moment. We were talking about a cat in a workplace, <laughs> right? And a, and a person who is not the cat person. Right. And the person of, who the cat chooses to sit on, of course, because that's what cats do <laughs> as a person, not a cat person. And the person ends up keeping the cat on on his lap after the meeting is done and then does rather stealthy (laughs) tending of the cat over a break. Okay. But then denies it. Right. (laughs) Now I'm not suggesting that the cat and the person have an equal 
balanced relationship. But it's just as a goofy example, um, and a, and a real example because many of us have re, you know, relationships with, with animals. <laughs> we perceive a duty. We owe that somehow. Somehow something is kindled that we then perceive a duty that we didn't even cast a thought to before. Mm. A new duty has emerged. How did that emerge? What happened to make that? Is it just because it purred? Is it just because it got up? What what kindled in that person's mind? And and then you move to the human relationships, and, and you take things for granted sometimes, but then you slow down and you look at the, the, the amazing things that people in your in one's life do that make one's life richer in in the not the monetary sense just in the, the most important senses and there are any number of ways to show gratitude and i don't think we and 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 hallmark cards one <laughs> right but we don't all have to go out and buy hallmark card hallmark cards of sending notes choosing to spend time whatever it is but i but those are intentional again yeah the guy building a litter box is <laughs> yeah yeah no i and, and yeah we're really hitting on something here right I, I really like that idea of that you brought up what what happened in this guy's mind right the cat the cat chose him and then the cat sort of enforced you know sort of imposed its goodwill on this guy and the guy reciprocated the goodwill that was the extent of of the exchange right was this this exchange of affection right yes. yeah. so his, his affection by itself right without without a uh you know um any materialistic monetary physical without anything else happening is just that idea of hey you know what i i like you is yeah. that enough to say oh well i'm I'm grateful for that. I'm going to reciprocate this. I'm going to show that I um, appreciate that, that, uh, you know. Yeah. Emotion. Even if it's just, even if one says, <laughs> I, I've, I've known people who constantly sparked every time they encounter one another. And yet they, uh, I had a situation like that back in, in my teaching, formal teaching days. Someone who was very much the people. There were there was the sciences part of the building, and there was the the humanities part of the building. And of course, it's bifurcated because that's what our culture does. And you very seldom saw the people unless you were in committee meetings or so on. This person who seemed to have a similar personality for a while as mine, and they were we were referred to as the opposite number on each side of the. And barely saw each other, but once in a while I would just come and leave a cup of coffee. Of course, I stopped by the office. How you doing? It's a battle. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hope you hang in there. And maybe once a year. But there was an exchange with that that was human and that was of tending. I think the intentionality of goodwill uh, requires attending, even if it's not a daily hmm. attending, and that and that de that's determined by any number of factors, from proximity to roles to uh, whatever it happens to be. But, but I think there's an, a, the necessity of intentionality and the necessity of tending uh, make goodwill work. Because if you don't have that. And and I'm going to. And I told you I was in a mood today. <laughs> yesterday I had uh, something else happened that was very much in this vein. Yet another couple of former students, uh, one who had reached out and said Happy Thanksgiving. Hadn't heard from him in a while, um, and lives in Perry and um, is a masseuse. And I, I wrote back and said Happy Thanksgiving. How would you like a cup of coffee? And so yesterday, the day after Thanksgiving, and he said, sure. So we went to a coffee shop in the town that I live in. But before he got there, one of my other former students showed up that I hadn't seen in a while. And I said, hey, got another fellow showing up. You want to sit in? <laughs> and, and he said, yeah. And when they, when when the first came in, they knew each other because they'd gone to school together, but they'd been, been in different years. And so 
suddenly we have this this conversation. We're laughing and we're and, and people are looking at us from a different table because we're being jolly. Um, but but the masseuse was a writer as well. He he's, he uh, talked about he brought up the topic of 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 gratitude and and we we got into this spot where we talk, ended up talking about the idea and he brought this up uh, and i've forgotten who the the quotation comes from but it's it's important he said all right but you tend your own garden and in tending your own garden you make the world better because hmm. i was saying you know though, what am i going to do about putin what am i going to do about right. the ukraine but we think about that all the time but here we were having coffee and spending chosen time, intentional time, out of a day that could have been very busy for them for various ways. Yeah, and I, again, I, we're seeing intentionality as a big um, factor in gratitude. And I think that there's a couple, there's multiple dimensions to that. Because, um, you know, intentionality on the beneficiary's part is one thing. But I think that in some cases... Like the example with the gold miner, right? Mm -hmm. He's giving intentionality to a benefactor, um, even if that intentionality doesn't exist. Because right? yes. we had a similar thing happen. Um, I won't go through the whole story. Um, but essentially, um, a guy that we hadn't seen in a long time that was you know, very close to our family happened to see my mom um, returning cans or whatever. And my mom invited him over for, for a dinner, you know? And when we were at dinner, he said, you know, wow, what are the chances of that? Like I was there and your mom was there and your mom didn't have a whole lot to return. So she was only going to be there for like maybe two minutes. And we happened to be there at the same time. And then there's this other person that we knew that we started talking with. And then she invited me over and now we're here. And now, you know, and so he was sort of going back through the whole chain of events and the saying, causal chain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so just highlighting the fact that, okay, well, it doesn't seem strange. The end result doesn't seem strange, right? Oh, we're having dinner with an old friend. What is there to be grateful for, right? But then you start to look at the chain of events and you say, well, at every single step, there was something that was slightly improbable. And all of those things add up to be something that was highly unlikely, right? And I mean, that that's the story of humankind, right? It the is. anthropic <laughs> principle. Right? And you look back and you go, you know, it, you could easily say, oh, well, um, why do we exist? Well, because we have to exist to observe the universe. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a pretty ungrateful <laughs> stance to take. But then when you start looking at, okay, well, if the expansion rate wasn't just right, well, if the composition wasn't just right, if gravity wasn't just right, we wouldn't be here. And all of a sudden you go, wow, like, yeah. we're extremely lucky. I'm very grateful that I'm here. Even if it's, in, and, and there's where it can be the aspect of religiosity and spiritual uh, focus, or it can just be, I'm grateful for chemicals and, and, and gravity. And because we wouldn't know if we weren't here. Yeah. Then that's, right. that's the linchpin is, is intentionality. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's why um, gratitude is a primary topic in religions as we've been sort of talking about throughout the episode Gra gratitude in, in any religion um is is this is the pinnacle of sort of religious um experience um and in most of those cases um that's because there's a god that is giving intentionality to the things that you're experiencing right and i think like we just mentioned um if somebody's atheistic um, they they can have a place of not seeing an intentionality in the universe, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's necessary that they don't see intentionality in some. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I think that if you, well, again, the for someone who is agnostic and unsure or or atheist. I, I totally respect that because at best I'm a, a agnostic and, and probably generally atheist. But the intention comes from acting on a moment that you might not have acted. Now, I can say, well, something else beyond me prompted me to act on that moment. Or 
for whatever causal reasons, I acted on that moment. The end result is the same, that there was a choice to tend or not to tend, and one tended. Hmm. And a lot of the, there are many times when we don't tend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't need to ascribe that to something beyond me in order for it to feel meaningful. But I think there's an extra added layer of, of interest for people to do that. Yeah. And that's something we talked about a lot in our first episode was, um, the intentions of, um, a benefactor, right? Uh, does, do the, Tensions of a benefactor play into gratefulness, right? If the benefactor has ulterior motives when they're being beneficent, um, then should we be grateful or can we even be grateful um, if there's this notion of reciprocity or of indebtedness? Um, and I think in the episode, we we sort of came to the conclusion that you you couldn't, right? Like if somebody, I think the example we used was um, if somebody crashes their car into my house in an attempt to, to kill me, they don't succeed, um, and I'm fine, but the insurance company gives me twice as much money to fix my house as what it actually costs, well, that's a sum uh, net for me. Um, should I be grateful to this person that had these evil motives for of me? Of course not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we said, no, of course not. We said... And, and, and again, um, sort of mirroring the Stanford Encyclopedia, um, we said, well, we could be glad, um, that we were given the extra money, that sort of thing, but we can't be grateful to the person. And I think that this is where propositional and prepositional Hmm. gratitude come in, right? Because I think that on the one hand, we're, we're right. You can't be grateful to the person who try, who was trying to harm you. Um, but you, I think you can be grateful um, that things turned out the way that they did. Sure, you can be thankful that you didn't die. Of course, uh, and I'm just, I'm just setting aside the monetary thing. You can be, well, I, I survived that. All right. <laughs> um, now this, this is, the, and, and, and this, this will probably be controversial. And, and fine, we, we, we push back and forth. One of the most, uh, to, to me personally, not speaking for anybody else, one of the most offensive things that I have heard people say to other people, and I've heard it uh, brought up in writing and in, in on radio um, with the daily mass shootings. We've had seven mass shootings in seven days. And uh, people attempting to offer some balm to say, well, saying to a person who just lost a spouse, God won't give you anything that you can't handle. Hmm. Now, I do not find that (laughs) balm-like. And frankly, even though I'm not a religious person, I find that an insult to the idea if that's what God is about, is making terrible things happen to test you, go away. <laughs> you know that leave. Uh, you can have your conversation. I don't. I, I don't think that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so the intent was perhaps a good intent, in the, but I think it was um, not thought out as an intentional, attentive to that moment thing to do. Yeah, and our example of the person crashing the car into the house is is basically the that same argument behind offering that sort of thing. Because what you're saying is, okay, well, God put this terrible thing in your life, but really it's going to help you become a, a better person or a better adherent to your religion yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it is, right? Um, is that necessarily false? Um, well, I guess that would be on an individual, uh, well, that, individual I can't, basis. I can't prove that. No, of course, it'd be on an individual basis, but is it of an act of goodwill? 
Right, right. No, no, no. And I think that that's where, again, we're now we're getting to the point in the conversation where we're talking about the prepositional and the propositional mm-hmm. gratitude. And that's the other thing that bugged me about the Stanford Encyclopedia articles. They said, um, it's um, basically accepted by, um, you know, philosophers that we should just disregard propositional gratitude. Like, <laughs> It's not really worth talking about, you know, like we'll just focus on preposition. No, I think it's very important because um, this is, I think that this is between the two of them. Yes. um, And and especially it sort of highlights um, a religious mindset in that way. Being thankful to something versus being thankful for something, right? I think if you're a religious person and you have a situation like this happen, oh, you can be thankful to God for whatever reason, X, Y, or Z. But if you, if you don't, if you don't ascribe that intentionality, and I think that intentionality is sort of what divides prepositional from propositional. It is because the propositional is, I am grateful that fill in the blank. Hmm. There's no two or four or. Yeah. So in the case of a mass shooting, right? um, If you say I'm thankful that yeah i'm thankful that i survived well if 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 a loved one of yours didn't survive what are you going to be thankful that right but if you're a religious person i guess you could say i'm thankful to god that he's going to make me a stronger person and there's that prepositional thing right right right. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) so as I think that it it is very important. Your, to look your at point is well taken. It is, <laughs> but I think that it but also it's a different orientation. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it. Yeah, we're getting into the meat of the discussion now, and I'm really glad because we didn't cover this at all no, in the first no. episode, and I think it's very important. So, um, this intentionality, um, or the ascribing of intentionality, is the difference between this prepositional and propositional gratitude. And I think that people who don't ascribe an intentionality to a benefactor or don't see a benefactor are unlikely to have prepositional gratitude in a scenario. And I think that the scenario that we were talking about sort of highlights that, right? If you don't believe in God, then if one of your loved ones gets killed in a mass shooting you don't have anything to be grateful to right right um but if you you know conversely if you do then you might um and i think that this highlights um something which is to say is gratitude purely a dispositional state Well, then this is a big question because that's a great question. Because (laughs) philosophical thought, right, has always said that gratitude is based off of two parties, a benefactor and a beneficiary. But if gratitude is a purely a dispositional state, right? If I'm ascribing intentionality to the mountain that gave me gold or to God, am I still experiencing real gratitude? Even if that benefactor may not exist, even if there is no intentionality, is that still gratitude or is it something different? I, well, for, okay. Three questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dispositional suggests an emotional content, a mental content, an awareness content, a phenomenological experience uh, but but it also suggests a steady state uh perhaps or a chosen state on on some of those things i am disposed to feel good today well is that because i generally do or is that because i've said i will by thunder <laughs> 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 it's um, something outside of your control put you in a good mood there's yeah, a number of different things exactly so so the dispositional element of it i think can be trained and chosen philosophically whether religious or not I, I, i'll go back to an example i learned from a friend much younger than i 
we are no longer friends. Maybe in some universe sometime that will happen again, but he just disappeared out of life. But he was from Cotter. And he and his then wife, who became a colleague of mine, were, um, they, they lived with us for seven weeks while they were, uh, she got a job where I taught. Um, and, and they didn't have a place to be. And so they lived with us for seven weeks while they were finding an apartment, getting a car and so on. And I learned much. We learned much about each other in that intense living state. One, one day he bumped his head on a mantle. Uh, he wasn't tall. He bumped his head on a fireplace mantle in our old home. <laughs> it's an old house. That's what I mean. And he bumped it and he said, thank you. And I said, Solly, what did you say thank you for? And he said, oh, God was reminding me to be attentive. Allah. Right. Allah was because he was Muslim. And, and I could appreciate what he was saying. And, and, but he dispositionally was of a mind through his training, his social training and so on, that that is how one response, it sounded rather, because it took a moment for him to say thank you, so it sounded like, it's not something you would immediately say, but but you say it because you're telling yourself that you are being given a lesson. Right. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and yeah, I think you relayed that story in the first episode and yeah. it highlights um, this idea. But I have a which, different thought about it than, than right, that. Right, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it highlights this idea, right? So if we look at it, um, Let's look at it empirically, right? So taking out the rational argument of God and just looking at what happened, right? Bonk. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, somebody received an injury, right? And then um, decided to be grateful, at least how we're, we've defined gratefulness up to this point. That's what we're, that's what we're trying to get at is if it actually is gratefulness. Yeah. But, um, Defines, you know, expresses gratitude for the injury because it's teaching them to be more aware. Um, yeah, it's it, so there's an <laughs> there's an intentionality there. Um, there's a dispositional, yeah, so, right. So disposition, yeah, that's that's kind of the big. But was it element. goodwill? And was it his goodwill toward the universe, as well as him perceiving? the universe giving him an injury as an act of instructive goodwill. I, I, I can't, uh, uh, there's yeah. both of those things going on there. And, and the Stanford Encyclopedia brings up the idea of um, over-gratitude, of being overly <laughs> uh, grateful. Is this something that actually exists, right? Because this would be the example of that, would be... Um, well, what do you have to be grateful for here? You received a bump yeah. on the head, but he's saying, yeah. oh, well, I'm being taught to be more grateful. And what do you have you to be grateful for? You had a loved one killed in a mass uh, shooting. Right. Well, you know, God's teaching me to um, persevere through suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like almost in any case, you could learn a lesson that would cause you to be grateful if you're ascribing intentionality to the benefactor. Yeah, and that's where I—that's where I fall off the boat. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's where the majority of philosophers yeah. fall off the boat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in a uh, formal I can see sense. why you. I can see where someone would go with it, but it does not. Um, it does not gel with my experience of being a human being. So here's here's where it gets kind of interesting, right? And we talked about this a little bit in the first episode. Um, positive psychology um, is has a uh, focus on gratitude. And so there's been empirical studies that have done, been done scientifically that have shown um, people who feel gratitude in this way. Um, even people who attend religious services and you account for um, the fact that they smoke less and drink less and, and do these other things. When you take everything into account, these people tend to live longer. They tend to have be healthier, right? So perhaps regardless of the reality of the situation, right? Regardless of this fact that maybe a benefactor doesn't exist, maybe an intentionality doesn't exist, perhaps still feeling gratitude in those situations is the right thing to do 
just for our health, just mm. for health's sake, just to be a healthier human being. Mm. And health, the word health in itself is also a very interesting it, it, topic. It, it is. And, and, I, and, and there again, it's, it's lived experience. I will sometimes find myself uttering the word thank you, the words thank you, when something has happened. That comes out of a gladness, and that's the propositional. Mm. I'm not, uh, that sometimes it comes out of the prepositional. Thank you for having this podcast. Sometimes it comes out of the, I, I've, I've had these moments in a day. Um, I've created a piece of art. It felt meaningful. And I was glad to have lived to be able to do it. But I'm not uttering thank you to any benefactor. Yeah. And I'm not sure what I, it's just, it's just an amorphous. Right. Thing. And so, you know, this, this defining what gravity, gratitude is, is very important because, um, I, you know, in the, in the article, right, they say, well, um, you know, propositional gratitude isn't really gratitude because you could just substitute the word grateful for glad or for appreciative. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's true. I right? think that writes it off a little bit. Yeah. And I think yeah. that um, I think it's a different state. Yeah. The experience, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the, the experience of, of my dad dying kind of brought that home to me. Right. Mm. So um, obviously that's, that's a big thing that people struggle with. And, you know, there's been a lot of members in, of my family and even people not in my family um, who knew my dad f- through other circumstances um, that are still struggling with it, you know, to this day, a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, you know, when I think, but I, I got, I, you know, you can't say the word get over, but like, no, I think I came to terms with it pretty quickly. Um, and it was, it was sort of stoic in nature in the sense that, you know, I just thought, well, you know, what was I owed at birth from a father, right? Nothing. I was owed nothing, right? <laughs> my my dad could have disappeared from my life. He could have been a, a terrible, abusive father. He could be, could be anything. I was not owed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm grateful that I had a dad. Now is that I now and it's different, right? Because I, I am I grateful to my dad. Yes, I am grateful to my dad for many things. But I'm also grateful that I had my dad yes and so can i replace that word in in the propositional one can i say well i'm glad that my dad is who he was or i'm appreciative that i had the dad that i had no it it i am grateful that i had the dad that i yeah, had there's grateful it, weight has more weight right I, gratitude it's a, it's has a, more weight it's express you know it's expressive you know there's there's an expression to it and there's you know there's an intentionality to it um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's sort of, um, this idea that gratitude doesn't exist if it's, if, if, I don't know, it's, it, no, it's, it's still it's, a complicated, it, it is complicated and, and it is, and I, you and I are on the same page with this. I, I think that for all kinds of intellectually sound reasons, they make that categorization of uh, that, that article does. But it doesn't ring entirely true with our lived experience. I think the reason for it is this, right? I think the reason for it is because um, we're all agnostic necessarily, right? Um, which is to say that there are questions that we can't answer. And so it, if we can't answer them, if we're in this state of ambiguity, um, we might come to conclusions about things that may even contradict our beliefs in some. Oh, of course, because regards. we're contradictory creatures. Right. We we can't hold the same consistent idea for ten seconds before another one comes in. That's probably to our benefit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not we, we we are not. Yeah. What is it that the consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds? <laughs> we say that to justify our inconsistency. Uh, no, I think you've I think you've expressed that very well. I. I don't 
Uh, I think there is an illness in a cultural expectation that somehow we just get on with things after someone has died. And sometimes we just, we, we, in, uh, we code switch for what people may feel or need to hear because people don't even want to hear died. They want to hear passed. Mm. Passed on. Okay, so the, the, the traveler stopped at our inn and then passed on. However, whatever euphemistic uh, construct we use to, co to come to terms, which is a capitalistic expression <laughs> itself, um, and, and, and I have to stop and unpack all of those things because what we're doing is so well even when we talk about loss it is it is a capitalistic object oriented right thing we didn't lose <laughs> the person died but we still have memory and we of course have great sorrow and we have great joy in the memory and we have gratefulness for who they were and we and we but what is somebody else's expectation of how we move on is irrelevant to what's really going on are we at peace with it and at peace with it does not mean being thankful to the universe that they died it does not mean uh, the opposite it, it 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 just means yeah, I'm continuing with life because that's what we do. But does that mean I just put them away into a little spot somewhere? No. Yeah, I think there's like um, a linguistic, um, there's a linguistic conflict of metaphors around gratitude that is what causes us to have this definitional problem. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be clear if we try to um, envision the antithesis of gratitude right and i think that you can sort of bring it down to two terms that might help it out is the opposite of gratitude entitlement or is it resentment mm. right because entitlement i think that that's still operating within within this capitalistic this sort of transactional yep. um paradigm yep. where um you're saying well um for instance like like my dad dies right am i grateful that i had my dad or do I feel that I was entitled to my dad, and so now I feel loss due to his absence, right? Mm -hmm. Or am I grateful for my dad, um, which the opposite of that would be I resent my dad, right? Well, what do you think? Do you think that sort of trying to figure out what the opposite of gratitude is might help us define it better? I, I do, because I think it helps us address some other things from people who have been it's overwhelming the number of the the loss just just in this week in 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 this country the loss in the ukraine the loss everywhere but we die people we've talked about this entropy wins yeah <laughs> okay uh but it is the how it is the circumstances it is the I'm not even suggesting that there's an an end date planned. Was it? The, but we always you said to well, it was their time. What? <laughs> you know? No, no. But if someone is taken by somebody coming into a room and shooting people when they were in their room having a break, there is nothing to be grateful in that. There is certainly resentfulness that is justifiable resentfulness to a culture that worships guns or or that is not interested in the least at looking at the problem there is a resentfulness that that person was taken from my life when uh, other than an extraordinary intrusion that was done with intent they would still be there that is fundamentally different than um being ill, being well, uh, being ill again, um, coming to a place where the body can or can't. Uh, and I think that that's really where, where the, the, it's helpful to do the thing you just did. Was, so let's, let's, let's look at its opposite. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, this is, it's, 
it's still a complicated topic, right? We've done two full episodes now <laughs> and um, there's, I feel like there's still stuff to talk about, but I am glad that I think that the listeners have heard it. Um, if you go back and you listen to the episode, episode on gratefulness, I think that you will get um, a complimentary view that sort of continues this discussion because we did a little bit backwards. This time we covered sort of broad conceptual strokes and we tried to nail down some definitions. In the previous episode, we really look at um, sort of specific situations and then sort of try to parse apart um, the the relationship of the benefactor uh, mm-hmm. to the beneficiary. And, um, and I think it all works together really well. So until next time, keep on. Thank you.